flashcards. My name is Ray McIntyre. I am excited to have you guys back and pumped for today. We got some cool stuff. Like I said, Austin Byler, QB Meyer are going to be joining me. We're going to be talking a little bit of recruiting, talk a little bit about their journey, as well as giving some tips for some guys that might be struggling with their recruiting process right now. Fired up. Big things coming for MLU. Stay tuned, and I hope you enjoy. Starting with something a little different, uh, BZB, QB Meyer. Uh, we're going to be starting this kind of weekly, trying to get together with the three of us uh, and really cutting into some things, recruiting uh, on the field, off the field, in between the ears. It's all going to be good. So this week, we've been talking a little bit about the recruiting. I uh, want to get a little bit of your background and your story on that side and your journeys. So uh, we'll start out with Bai. Uh, tell us a little bit about the way you were recruited uh, and how you ended up at Nevada. For, for a little background, all three of us played at Nevada together. Uh, that's where we all met. Break it down. Bye. Yeah, Nevada. Let's go. Shout out to the, the Reno. Fired up for the Reno. Uh, getting the Wolfpack all together. But my, my story is very, very interesting, Ray. And it's, it's kind of crazy because on May 26th, the day after we lost the state championship game, my senior year in 2011, I still had no offers and having all the statistical uh, results and all the good stuff in high school, having a lot of stats, having a lot of cool accolades behind it, still didn't have an opportunity to go play at the next level. So the recruiting process was really tough for me because growing up in Arizona, you're in a powerhouse state with a lot of really good teams and a lot of really good competition, played at a historically really good program at Sunrise Mountain High School here in Peoria, Arizona. And we were really well coached and you would think that there would be a lot of opportunities to go on and play at the next level. But like I said, May 26 came around, no offers. And I'm a senior in high school and I'm freaking out that I don't have an offer to go play college. And then thankfully, by the grace of God, Coach Fatenhauer, he's now at Dixie State University, gave me a call and said, hey, Byler, we want you to come up here for a recruiting visit to Nevada, Reno. And I thought I was going to Vegas and I was pumped up. And next thing you know, I'm going up north to Reno and had the opportunity to go there, watch you guys play. I believe you were there at that time, Ray, and you may have been even playing at that time. And I got to meet the coaching staff, meet some of the players. Braden Shipley was one of them who ended up getting drafted there, but he took me around. I think I may have even met you, Ray, and it was an incredible experience then because I ended up signing that next day. But up until then, it was horrible, man, wondering, hey, do I go to a junior college? Do I hopefully get drafted or do I go to a Division One, which is my dream, and that's where I want to go one day? What do I do? Where do I search? So going through this process was really, really hard, especially that junior, senior year, knowing that you had the stats to go on, but you just weren't getting the opportunity to move on. So for any athletes out there that are struggling with this recruiting period or, or maybe upset or wondering or curious about it, just know your opportunity is waiting for you. And it only takes one coach to give you that opportunity and to take a chance on you to get your career to that next level. Man, that's so I knew it was late. I didn't know it was that late. Um, question then, I guess, to follow it up, where, where did fate see you play? So fate, he originally saw me play at this, this high school tournament it was called the Hard Nine Classic. I believe it was in March or April. Uh, don't quote me on that, but it was down in Southern California. There was a ton of great programs. Just one off the top of my head was IMG Academy, and most people know them from Florida. And we were playing great competition. We actually 
got one hit. I had the only hit against Bobby Bonilla's son, who ironically is still getting paid by the Mets every single year, which is the greatest contract ever made. If you're looking for contracts, hit up Bobby Bonilla. Unbelievable. But his son, Brandon Bonilla, big left-handed pitcher, was pitching. And we were playing the best of the best competition. We lost that game one nothing. Lost the next game, played two more, so you had a four-game guarantee down in Southern California. And he saw me in that third game, and ironically, that third game, I switched from BB core to wood bat because you had the option. And I went two for four with the home run with the wood bat, and he saw that. <laughs> Atta, baby. We met at Atta, the baby. hotel there, and, and we got some food and hung out, and I got to meet Coach Fate, amazing guy, awesome dude, and, and he really not sold me on the program, but just shared a little bit about what Reno was all about. So that's where I got the opportunity. Had no clue that he was going to be there. Had no clue there were scouts even watching because we were 0-2 at the time. And how fate has it, man. He, he was he was in the stands and he was there and, and he hit me up and we ended up meeting. And that's how we originally got on his his radar. Coach Fate's the man. You know, and for those of you guys that don't know, he's at Dixie State now. They're making the transition to Division One this year. Um, QB was Faith the guy that saw you first too, or how did that go for you? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, Faith's the guy that saw me too. Um, if not, it was probably Buddy, Buddy Goldschmidt. Um, so yeah, basically, um, awesome fellas, awesome dudes, great coaches. Uh, I love being around those guys. They're very high energy guys. Um, really pumped the team up uh, for everything that they did, but. Um, as far as the recruiting stuff goes, I mean, they had to have seen me at the Arizona Fall Classic. So basically, I've only gone to the Arizona Fall Classic in my sophomore going to be junior and my junior going to be senior year um, as far as recruiting goes. And, you know, kind of being on the islands, it's a little bit tougher to get recruited out of here. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, we had to, um, luckily, I was on a a really good ball club um, with a lot of talent from Hawaii and so you know basically we got our shots in front of a bunch of college scouts and even pro scouts too. So so you were out in Arizona, Bai's living in Arizona, when was the when was the time of your uh, would you say recruitment, you said junior year, when did, when did you actually get the call? Um, you know that's a great question. Uh, I'm not even sure, but it was shortly after the Fall Classic, and yeah, uh, talked with um, it. You know, I can't remember who it was, but whether it was Buddy or whether it was a uh, Fate. I mean, they've really did a great job at kind of selling Reno. Um, I've actually had a buddy who went to Reno as well. He's from Hawaii. Uh, Waylon Sing Chow played a little yeah. outfield and pitcher there, and. Yep. So, you know, I've heard a lot of great things about the school and also about the program. And it was just, you know, it was awesome to have that opportunity to, to just go to a place and, and just uh, continue playing the game that I love, you know. Absolutely, man. Waylon Sing Chow was a stud, like five foot eight, five nine, about my height, running around the outfield, diving, making plays. And, uh, He's, his claim to fame actually was he made ESPN first time and it was for Strasburg striking out 13 Wolfpack guys. <laughs> um, so hey, we'll bring this back then. Uh, we're talking for those guys that, especially with COVID, right? Uh, all the rosters are starting to boom a little bit in the college area. Um, for some of those guys that maybe aren't getting the call from their dream school, 
Um, QB, we'll start with you. What would you say to that guy? Uh, what's his next step kind of moving into this uh, school year? So, you know, the, the main thing is just, um, you know, keep a positive attitude. You know, it's, uh, it's not easy to be recruited to play at, a, at the college level, whether it's D1, D2, D3, NAIA, JCs. Um, just know that your opportunity will come at some point. So the, you know, that key advice that I would give would be just, you know, keep putting your head down and grinding. Um, you know, nothing beats that hard work. Coaches love seeing that, um, you know, having that attitude and, um, you know, really that makeup of your overall being as a player and a person is what will get you to the next level. Um, not only your talent on the field, but how you are as a teammate, how, how you are as, um, you know, your work ethic, how are you at, um, you know, picking up guys if they're striking out or if, how are you reacting to the situation when you're not doing so well. So all of this stuff uh, as a player really um, will catch the college coach's attention. Uh, but, you know, it all comes back down to that work you put in and, you know, how you are as a teammate. Great answer. Bye. How about you, my guy? If we're still talking about, you know, maybe those guys that are on the fringe, um, you know, how about a guy that has several options? You know, he's he's got three or four schools uh, all kind of looking at him. What What is that guy to do? How is he going to make that decision a little bit easier on himself? How does he narrow it down? It's a great question, Ray, and I think QB answered it very, very well with, with his answer as far as putting your head down and working. I think another thing is don't get lost in the sauce. It's not all about the Division One and the glamorous life. There's a lot of opportunity anywhere you go. We all know as, as athletes, as former coaches, as people in the industry, that there are incredible coaches at all levels that can help you develop and get to where you want to be and eventually, or essentially that is the major leagues one day. And no matter where you go, there's great opportunities. But for this people who are thinking about three or four schools, or maybe it's weaning between one or two, there might be a West Coast Central school, maybe it's an East Coast school. The biggest thing you can do is write out the pros and cons of each school. And what I mean by that is, which one has, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the best education for you? What do you want to do in your future if baseball does not work out? What type of degree do you want to get? What is the, the financial side of it? Are you going to San Francisco where it's $8,000 or $8,000 a day, basically? <laughs> or are you going somewhere where it's a little cheaper, like Arizona State or somewhere out here down southwest? What school has the best fit roster-wise? Maybe you're a third first baseman, but that school has a ton of third and first baseman, or you're a catcher and they're stacked with catchers, and the next catchers are sophomore, junior, senior, and you know that your opportunity isn't going to be there. Or maybe that school has an easy opportunity for you to come in and make an impact right away. Am I a pitcher, and am I going to the Mountain West where there's a lot of bangers and there's a lot of fields that have uh, high altitudes where the ball can fly, or do I need to go somewhere like a Long Beach State or somewhere down Southern California where the ball maybe doesn't fly as well? the fields are a little bigger so I think just putting out a pros and cons list of each school whether it's D1, 2, 3, NAI or JC it doesn't matter just putting out a pros and cons list to each of those writing them out and then consulting with your family that's the biggest thing talk with your family talk with some coaches or people in your life that you trust or that you work with that may have some ideas as far as what those coaching staffs are like that you're going to 
do you fit with that type of a coaching style? Because we all know there's different coaching styles for each program. And it's really hard as a high school athlete to discern that because you're not there every day. You don't see it and you don't know. So make the phone calls, ask people for their advice as well that would go through these situations and consult with your family on the best opportunity, not only for your career baseball wise, but for your academics and for your own mental health going to these schools because there's a lot of opportunity anywhere go you're gonna play if that opportunity is there for you definitely consulting with your family you know that's first of all you know they're gonna have your back and and secondly this decision isn't just for you right this is a decision that's gonna involve them uh, I know from the day I stepped foot on campus to today my parents still rock Nevada gear uh, I, I landed at Arizona. My dad's got an Arizona hat, uh, and he's yelling bear down. It's it's awesome. You know, it bounces around. So, um, yeah, always consult with the family. Um, and with that, make sure you show some gratitude. This month has been uh, the hashtag month of gratitude with MLU. Uh, we've been tweeting about it and sending some good things out there uh, and thanking a lot of people. <clears throat> but with that, what are each of you grateful for today? Just give me a brief one. On top of, things are making some big changes here at MLU. Give me one thing you're really looking forward to with MLU in the next 12 months. We'll start with by both questions. Yeah, first and foremost, and it might be what I'm grateful for and what I'm most excited about, but I'm extremely grateful that young Ray Mack is on the squad now. <laughs> excited to be here. Hey, we've both talked about it for years now, and we're like, how do we get him and Bradshaw on? And Bradshaw, he's doing his thing, pursuing his dreams, but Ray Mack was able to have the opportunity this year to step on to the team, and I'm extremely grateful for it and most excited about that coming up. Um, two other things. One, really grateful for the amazing mentors in my life. Aaron Nielsen's one of them. Kyle Decker, he's been training me for 15 years now here in Arizona. And a lot of other people who have played a huge influence in my life, friends, family, etc. And the thing that I'm looking most forward to in the next month, other than this month of gratitude, is going back to Reno, baby. Let's go. Yes, We're on October 24th, right. 25th. It's going to be exciting. Get to work with some programs there as well as run a clinic for the youth and the high school athletes in that area. As, as you guys know, this is probably our favorite place in the world to go to. We'd all live there if we could and who knows what happens in the future but I'm super excited for that super grateful for you guys for the people in our lives that get to mentor us and and continue to help us build as individuals and society and, and also now with the business love it QB what are you grateful for and give me something you're really excited about for the next year yes sir um, so you know I'm, I'm always grateful for uh, my family they've been you know the number one fans number one supporters um basically up until going to college they're you know sitting at every single game um you know for me i played the game for my brother um and he's i mean you guys know him well enough already and he's literally the number one fan just uh screaming his head off in the stands uh you know we're both completely opposites i probably would sit there quiet in the stands while you know he's he's yeah. yelling his head off um so uh, you know that's it's it was special um, to be around him, and it was you know it's an amazing journey that um, and I couldn't have gotten this far without them. Um, so yeah, I mean I'm grateful for every opportunity that um, the coaches gave me growing up. Lots of great coaches that I played for. Um, I pretty much learned something from every coach that I've been under, and then also great for the MLU squad, man. Absolutely love you guys. 
So awesome, man. Ray's been a little quiet on the, the answers, and he's been asking the questions, so I want to fire it back at him, you know. And uh, First of all, you know, I want to see, uh, you know, how your recruiting journey was and um, how you ended up in Nevada, and then share a little bit about your coaching experience, too. Recruiting journey to start, a uh, little wild. Uh, actually, got seen at Carson City. It was a tournament at Western Nevada, um, and it was Coach Powers. Uh, it was actually a, his, a distant relative of his, lives in Winters, writes for the paper, uh, family friend. She introduced us. I had a great tournament, and you know the rest is history. Uh, stayed in touch. Kind of came down to it as a preferred walk-on, more of a, hey, you got an opportunity to try and make the squad. So um, I took it and ran with it. So and on top of that, I went to Reno. Uh, it was one trip, one time, and it, I loved it. You know, I, something about the school, the environment. It was homecoming day. It was it, awesome. Um, and then the coaching background, I mean, I, I was able to jump right in with you guys as soon as I was done. Uh, really fortunate that Coach Johnson gave me that opportunity to stay on with his staff. <clears throat> Stayed there for two years, uh, and then, of course, he gets the job at Arizona, brings me over there. Um, wild time at the, the World Series in that run, a postseason the following year. Uh, got a job out at the University of San Diego the last two years, which has been incredible. I uh, got to work with the outfielders there and the hitters and really kind of broaden my horizons on the coaching end and experience how great San Diego is, uh, the weather and the city itself. So uh, it's been great. Um, and then I guess I, I'll jump into the gratitude end too. As far as grateful and uh, things I'm grateful for, there's a lot. Um, first of all, just having you guys to turn to uh, in a time where people need somebody to turn to, you know. So uh, it, it's been rocky road nobody's nobody's sure of the future uh and for me to be able to have a, a place an island to land on uh no pun intended QB, <laughs> but uh an island to land on uh, in some tough times uh it's been awesome uh really looking forward to the journey for the next 12 months uh and hopefully getting out to hawaii really and and seeing aaron your brother and the fam and um you know enjoying some time out there but but realistically uh, I guess the two things we need to put on the schedule for everybody, like you said, by uh, we got that upcoming uh, camp in Reno. We're really hyped about. Uh, we're gonna have the coaches clinic uh, out there. So if it, we know everybody's pressed for cash, if you guys can't make it out to the uh, the clinic itself, make sure you come out to the coaches clinic. That's free. We're gonna provide some pizza and hook everybody else up out there. Uh, Wednesday night, bye. You and I are gonna be back at it. Uh, hosting a Facebook Live. I think that's at 7. 7 o'clock, bye. 7 p.m. Pacific Time, 10 p.m. Eastern. The next three Wednesday evenings, we will be going live on our Facebook page, Major League University. All of them will be recorded and put on YouTube, although I haven't uh, put up the first one yet, but I'll put that up there here by tomorrow. And then... Uh, we'll be doing those for the next three weeks, as well as a big webinar, I believe, October 18th. It's a Sunday at 6 p.m. Pacific time. I could be wrong, yes, but I believe it's 6 or 6.15 Pacific time that uh, we would love for you guys to tune into. It's going to be a little bigger one covering all aspects of the game like we're doing on these uh, chats and podcasts as well. And that'll be with all of us. Uh, again, we can't thank you guys all enough. QB, bye, my guys. We are going to be doing this shoot hopefully every week for the next thousand years who knows so 
Uh, anyways, thank you guys so much. Uh, we will catch you all next time. Peace. Peace.